Hello guys, welcome to another small instalment of the podcast. I hope you're well, thank you for clicking on the button. I hope you managed to get something out of the Joshua Boazzi uh, interview the other night at the O2 Arena. I know the audio around it was quite tricky because I just recorded my phone on the fly quite often and it just seemed a good opportunity to speak to Joshua who's an intelligent guy, obviously an Olympic level boxer but a guy with lots of insight, has a degree in sports science and affiliated modules as well and also has a really storied background coming from Accra, Ghana, getting involved in street crime in, in London and kind of finding his way out of it through a combination of boxing and is talking there about the sort of respect he learned, the discipline and the sort of dedication and drive that the sport inspired in him to infuse into his academic stuff and his, his general attitude to life. I thought that was really useful. A very bright guy at the age of 26 with a bright future, undefeated in professional boxing, coming off the back of winning the Olympics and then completing his degree. I just wanted to have a little update off the back of the weekend because obviously I was there at the O2 Arena watching it all unfold and I think one of the hugely kind of intriguing matches beforehand was going to be the all-British heavyweight clash between David Allen and David Price. Now, David Price, to all intents and purposes on paper, would be very much the favourite, but wasn't with the bookmakers because he had six defeats. Price, remember, six feet, eight inches tall. He's listed. He's probably taller in reality when you meet him. He seems bigger, possibly edging towards 6'9". Uh, David Allen only 6'3". Huge reach differential. And beyond that, Price's pedigree as a high-class boxer, kind of undoubted when you look at it. He beat Tyson Fury in the amateurs. He won numerous domestic titles. He won Olympic bronze medal in 2008, stopped by the legendary Roberto Camarelli, who almost beat Anthony Joshua in 2012 in the final in London. So he had that. He came into it as a professional. Went on streak the first few years, first three, four years, probably being a professional up to 2013 undefeated and was British Commonwealth champion, knocked out Audley Harrison very swiftly, probably the uh, most kind of respectable world-known names on that list, but he was pretty fearsome, huge guy with a huge right hand, a lot of boxing acumen as well, but he wasn't favourite going into the fight because of his susceptibility or apparent susceptibility to smaller heavyweights and perhaps uh, mental demons and a tendency to maybe freeze a little bit when guys got close to him and he'd been stopped six times albeit one of those was an injury withdrawal last September on the undercard of the Anthony Joshua Povetkin card but nonetheless Dave Allen was the favourite going in so there was a sort of rancor when David Price true to form when you look at it objectively boxed Dave Allen who has never reached title level in amateur or professional boxed him really well to a standstill pretty much and was pulled out after 10 rounds by Darren Barker who I work with a lot on the world feed for matchroom boxing as an analyst former world champion middleweight with a huge gash on his eye uh, with his sight severely impeded and his health in question he subsequently gone on to reveal that he's had health concerns Dave Allen with headaches and given all that we know about chronic traumatic encephalopathy CTE used to be known colloquially as punch drunk syndrome. I think it's probably fair to say it's a really wise decision. This can cause dementia, can cause personality change, can cause forgetfulness, complete brain uh, breakdown, really. Uh, the brain's very fragile. There's micro tears, micro bleeds for every impact. And he's getting a lot of impact from a huge guy, hugely variety of different types of shots, jabs, hooks, straight rights, uppercuts, receives some pretty severe damage. Now, what's happened su- subsequently is perhaps people, armchair fans, 
And to preface this, I always approach boxing from the perspective that these guys, whatever is white collar level up to the elite of the elite, Muhammad Ali's, the Floyd Mayweather, all have a demonstrable quality that perhaps I can't claim to have, which is pure, raw courage in this context, to get that knock on the dressing room door, to walk to the ring, to face your fears, to face the fight and flight hormone, to stand and fight, not to flee, which is what Adam Harper, the English super welterweight champion, who was a recent chat on this on this show, Sport Plus Life, talked about. And that kind of thing when he got to the arena that he wanted to run away sometimes, didn't want to pull in when the sat-nav flag appeared and he realised he was close and that date with destiny was close. But what they all have is that de- demonstrable quality of courage. And I think for me, it's inspirational. I've never done that. Perhaps I've never had to. I've never come from a background where I had to fight to survive, where I had no other options. I was lucky enough to be brought up by a doctor and a social worker and have educational opportunities, have financial opportunities given to me to study journalism, to go around the world, to work in broadcasting, all these things that maybe I didn't need to, but I think that I still draw upon and I'm inspired by that raw display of courage and I have total respect for boxers and you then have to go as part of my job and I'm not really an opinion leader, my job is predominantly a sports broadcaster to work with analysts, former athletes in the context of boxing, former boxers like Darren Barker to tease out their opinions and their analysis which always I think is difficult because you don't want to come across as judgmental, you have to have respect but those people who are qualified to can perhaps reflect on technical aspects of performances, perhaps speculate on psychological aspects but I think what you don't want to do is denounce people and judge people in a wholehearted cutting way which I've seen with Dave Allen because Dave Allen is brave in more than that way that he's talked about mental health issues as well depression which may or may not be connected to the heavy impacts he's suffered in his career for elite opposition like Luis Ortiz the French Olympic champion Tony Yoka and Dillian White who won at the weekend against Oscar Rivas he kind of went brutal distance with Dillian White at domestic level so he's had some severe nights work very durable perhaps that suffered Dave Allen but I think what you have to say is uh, he's been very brave outside of the ring as well with the fact that he talks about mental health issues with the fact that on Twitter and he's got a big following I think 100,000 people but 100,000 people are very much engaged with his story documents his life on there very candid puts videos up talking about his weaknesses, his fallibilities, the realities of how he sees his ability, what his opportunities are, the necessity for him to box and his aspirations as he comes from a boxing family just to do this brutal sport for his his future well-being of himself and hopefully future kids and that kind of stuff. He's been able to buy houses in the north of England in Yorkshire where he lives. So he engages with people and he engages with critics, um, with trolls, as they've become to know in the social media age, who called him the other night, which kind of shocked me, quitter in the 10th round. It's interesting, the psychology, because psychology of Dave Allen would be, I think, to stay, to fight to the end. But perhaps an intelligent part was, this is only a sport. And although it's hugely developmentally, I think in terms of discipline, drive, motivation, developing qualities that you can attribute elsewhere in life, it is you know only a sport it's not life and death and Conor McGregor if you want a good podcast to hear uh, if you're interested in such things obviously UFC mixed martial arts two-way champion and boxer against Floyd Mayweather and has talked and ruminated about potentially doing boxing again on an episode of Tony Robbins podcast 
is fantastic on that mindset that you have to go in as a fighter where you have to in essence be prepared to put yourself on the line and die but at some point in defeat and he has been defeated recently of course you have to have a, a survival instinct that kicks in where you have to live to fight another day and that's probably what happened with Dave Allen the other day the pragmatism of why would he risk his life why should he risk his life for our entertainment to the point of that and clearly it's always a risk when you enter the boxing ring when the fragility of the head is and the brain is, is concerned it's not like the rest of the body it's very hard easy to damage very hard to recover um, so I think it was amazing that he would confront those people and the only reason we're aware of so much of the hate is he's publicised that and I think it's courage for him to do that to address those people to even respond to them whether that will impact him psychologically whether that kind of negativity or perhaps this is his um, his sort of uh, therapy to get it out perhaps it's therapeutic for him to to publicise it and engage but he does document it and I think that's a lot of bravery allied with his bravery in the ring and I think when you come down to it A I think what he's tried to demonstrate in his mental health discussions is to walk the walk talk the talk and actually complete the package around mental health because what a lot of people do and it's common in social media isn't it? a lot of people retweet and echo messages of awareness about mental health but then act completely counterintuitively and against the essence of the mental health debate by attacking people trying to tear people down throwing hate towards them criticizing people criticizing people who often are in the arena as Theodore Roosevelt would say and taking uh, those hits and, and, and trying and facing their fears and I think when I look at it it's not only good not good for the people who are receiving that hate and judgment um, unwittingly and undeservedly but when they're trying you know ultimately it's a sport of two people and David Price was the better man on the night as David Allen has magnanimously conceded and also wished happiness and said how proud he was of David Price and I thought and that was a key message because what David Allen is doing is talking about mental health awareness but then being intuitive enough to think well how I want to be as kind and empathetic and entertain even the haters and try and explain things to them so perhaps their lives can be better because often when people come with hate and judgment it's coming from a bad place if you think about yourself when you're happy and you're well and you feel that everything's going well you don't often resort to attacking people or seeking out people to tear down or people who you feel are, are getting attention positive attention to try and you know kind of put their their positivity in check and I think the studies and the research talks about on it here before with Amir Khan that when you engage in judgmental behavior the research and you can google this look it up but I'm just driving to work most I don't have the the research at hand but you can google the effect of being judgmental on people's levels of achievement and ultimately it's negatively correlated with achievement which means the more judgmental you are the more condemning of other people the less likely you are to achieve your goals and be successful the rationale being which is quite a, i guess a believable theory in terms of why they're trying to, how they're trying to explain it is that when you tear people down is uh is something inside you then fears the similar judgment if you are to try if you are to put yourself on the line if you're to face your fears your courage whatever it is whether it's going to work in the media like i do on tv or whether it's going to go into a sporting context whether it's a school trying to achieve your exams whether it's in a work trying to achieve a promotion uh, prove to your boss that you're worthy of of more seniority kind of whatever your goals personal goals to to meet a beautiful woman beautiful man and have a thriving relationship there's a sense that judgmental behavior because it's easy because when you feel down and when you feel 
in a way afflicted and you're in fight and flight yourself and you're covering up emotionally, you lash out. But ultimately that behaviour is bad for you. So not only, I think, is it not in terms of trying to be the best we can be, which I think we're all trying to be, or should be trying to be when we're here for a short time on this earth, it's actually counterproductive for your own life. So not only is it detrimental and, and unpleasant to the people you're assailing with your judgment, it doesn't help for you. And I don't know what you think about it. So I'd love to know what you think about it. It's kind of, I say, a little kind of update just off the weekend, which was a fantastic weekend of boxing. I chuffed for David Price. I was one of those people, perhaps, who speculated that he'd had some shuddering uh, knockout losses. Perhaps he should have retired. But at the age of 36, he proved all his skill was there. His confidence seems to be restored and his game plan and his endurance was fantastic. It was a great story. Dillian White, obviously, in the main event, a story we've followed and I'm keen to get Dillian on soon and I'm going to speak to his man Jay and get that to happen soon um, to have a great chat with him a guy that was involved in street fighting shot stabbed all that kind of stuff and now on the cusp of a world title shot has earned that opportunity with a really intelligent skilled resilient performance against the previously unbeaten Colombian Oscar Rivas who was full of guts and heart as well fantastic cruiserweight fight on the night Richard Riakapur against Chris Billum Smith really tight decision questionable uh, knockdown ultimately edging it on the scorecard split decision to uh, react poor uh, the guy from South London who moves to uh, 10 and 0 now with uh, eight stoppage wins but some great stories on that card and Dalton Smith who's a young prospect and super lightweight great amateur second professional fight as well was uh, pretty exhilarating in his short work so I think there's loads of stories from the weekend and uh, one of the heartwarming ones was Ibra Riaz the guy that Dalton Smith faced, who's a journeyman who'd 475 times. He lost in his 176th fight. It was his 166th defeat of, I think, a 10, 11-year career. Uh, but it's the first time or fourth time in that time he's been stopped. And he's a great speech thanking those people who supported his career. So he's one of the people that keeps boxing going over and uh, shows tremendous resolve. So there's lots of positive stories, but the negativity around David Allen was just something I wanted to pick up on and just, I guess, think about it and let me, what you construe in this modern world because social media's got so many goods. I played in a charity football match at Sirencester Town for the staff of, uh, or the stars of this country, which is a BBC sitcom uh, set in rural England near to where I live in Cheltenham. And it's quite a funny, uh, very funny story, satire of small town life, small village life, which I guess people around the world can probably uh, resonate with, not only those in Gloucestershire and Wiltshire and that kind of area where it's set, but it's, um, it was, uh, you know, that's come through social media connections, my point. But there's a lot of potential now for people to have mental health problems within receiving hate on social media or dishing it out, which is the key point. It's detrimental to engage in judgment. And this is empirically researched and proven. And I just wanted to know what your thoughts were because I'm trying, and particularly, not so much professionally, I've always had that respect for athletes and tried to. Um, and it's funny when the WhatsApp messages fly around around my brother's condemning certain Manchester United players and things I try and refrain from that and try and be objective and dispassionate as much as I can and, and not overly judgmental maybe it's less significant when you're not doing it in the public domain but professionally it's been okay but I think personally when you have strikers sort of tested relationships with family and, and other people that perhaps you can engage in judgmental behavior and it has really been corrosive to me at times when I've done that so I'm trying personally to avoid that I just wonder what you thought following on from the weekend whether you're a boxing fan about Dave Allen or generally about whether you kind of feel better and more productive more happy more successful when you're not being judgmental of others love to know what you think guys appreciate your time with this hope the noise is okay on this with the motorway uh, just driving into Sky Sports for a shift on Sky Sports News uh, let me know what you think of this Ed Draper 81 on Twitter 
at underscore Draper81 on Instagram or something like that. I'm a sports broadcaster in the UK, but really kind of interested in how sport can inspire uh, change and positive changes in our life, how it can develop our character and how it can be used to inspire us and, and role models and how it helps our life as well in a good sense. And perhaps sometimes it can veer into negativity and tribalism, but there's lots of positive attributes to it. Let me know what you think, guys. And uh, as I say, respect to all those people who competed at the weekend, put themselves in the line for our entertainment, because I have, to this date, not shown the courage to do that. So total respect to those people for entering uh, that ring and to you for all the things that you do in your life. Cheers, guys.